The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Wednesday, 6th of May. The Fujicast. Welcome to the Fujicast, the daily show that was weekly but is now daily. Um, as, as we're all in our various lockdowns, although, Kev, the lockdowns seem to be, in some areas at least, just relaxing, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Seems to be going that way. Nice and positive messages generally. Um, I'm not sure really what else they can do, to be honest with you, at this point. And I guess the from what I've been reading is the this thing called the R number, isn't it? Or the oh, R. I've heard about it. For the first time last week, I started reading all about it. and you know, I'd sort of shut myself off from the news for the last couple of weeks in some respects. I'd just got, I'd got news, news overload. I don't know about you. Yeah, oh, I did in the beginning, absolutely. Now I just look at the news. I usually look just after the um, briefing, the government briefing. Yeah. Uh, that's typically what I look at. But yeah, the R number, so they need to have that. It has to be sustainably under one. Um, and I think we're bouncing around between 0.6 and 0.9. But interestingly, dependent on which part of the country you're in. So the more, uh, well, to be brutal about it, the poorer the area, the higher that number is. Is that right? Uh, and so uh, typically in places like London and stuff where you have a lot of uh, inner city, uh, you know, not so affluent areas, then then it's it's higher. So they need to keep that really low. And that's the same, obviously, in Italy and France and all those other places. So that's why it's a staged rollout of places, I guess. And, you know, as long as they can keep that down, then they can do contact tracing. That's my understanding. Would you it. have the would you happily have the app, by the way? Yeah, of course I would. I got really angry actually that they had this um the government minister i can't remember his name was was talking about it and then it was some human rights group or something you know of course i believe entirely in human rights but they were like uh you know this is this is against human rights privacy and you're going to be monitoring where people are going etc yeah and i was like that's the whole point yeah, yeah. to stop us dying we need to know where we're going have you not noticed that's- there's a virus going around yeah this isn't time to get all oh, no. lardy dardy party party <laughs> but no, I, I agree with it. I would happily have that that app. They're trialling it in, in the Isle of Wight, aren't they? Um, yeah, that so, made me laugh because yeah. they can't get off the Isle of Wight. Well, yeah, we. I love the Isle Close of Wight. Close the ferry. It's one of my favourite places. Is the Isle of Wight? We go as um, three families go every single October um during half term usually and um it's it's just become a place we we go to it's been about four or five years now and i did wonder i thought have they become the ultimate island within an island where they they've <laughs> none of the none of the island ferries um, the white light white link rather ferries work yeah, maybe yeah, brilliant, imagine yeah. uh, i love Isle of Wight as well yeah nice place yeah. Right, let's start with the questions. Um, we've got a couple of comments, a couple of questions today. Uh, we'll start with a question. Hi, guys. One from Adam Ramjean in London here. Thanks for running a daily podcast about photography. One of the things I look forward to every single day while in lockdown. Yada, yada, yada. Um, a quick question from me. I was asked to submit a photo online in 300 DPI. See, we've come out of non-tech Tuesday or tech-free Tuesday. So here comes a bit of tech straight straight out, straight in there. Straight out straight the traps. Um, I was asked to submit a photo online in 300 dpi but i have no idea what this means i know the resolution of my camera is 6000 by 4000 he's got an x100f by the way but how does that translate into dpi if i don't know the inches okay so firstly if you are submitting this image for a website and it's to be displayed on on the internet on a browser then the dpi is pretty much irrelevant okay so i would just leave it at 72 dpi which is the default if you're exporting from a, a something like lightroom or from the camera etc etc now where dpi is relevant is when you're printing 
and most album companies or high-end printers will tell you that they need it usually something like a minimum of 270 dpi i typically go for 300 dpi when i'm sending things off to print but for the web not a thing not needed um it's not necessarily related to the inches or the size of your sensor or anything like that it's essentially how um how it's being exported for print ultimately that's all you need to remember now if you go into something like lightroom or photoshop or whatever and you do file export you'll see options in there for dpi and like i say 72 dpi is perfect for screen uh 300 dpi is perfect for print unless you're asked to go even higher um but typically 300 dpi print magazines will always ask for 300 dpi and websites 72 dpi don't when, need anything more than that. When it comes out of the camera, there's 6,000, 4,000 pixels that um, that Adam's talking about. What, what's, the, what's the DPI of, of that image coming out? Uh, I don't know. And it's not really relevant. It's not. It's it's what you do with the image afterwards. When you, If you were to just give that, that JPEG straight out of a camera to somebody else, then I don't know. I would imagine that would be at 270. I would have thought. Um, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. It's not really something that's honestly it's 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 something that confuses a lot of people but yeah. it's it's basically if you print in 300 if you're doing it for screen 72 yeah. just prepare it, it, it in lightroom and that's the same funnily enough you don't have to have such a high dpi ratio or number if you're producing films with stills in them as well a lot of people think it's got to be 300 dpi but it doesn't actually no it doesn't need to be uh, when, when it's uh, shoved into a film t- timeline andy brim my fellow listeners might want to hear about the prospects of the wedding industry from a wedding planner, Katrina Otter. Have you heard about? Have you heard of Katrina Otter? Name rings a bell. Um, she's a she's a wedding planner. She took part in a Spectator podcast recently. We'll put the link on their brand new spanking new website. I'll send you that link, Kev, because you can hear Katrina Otter talking about what she believes is going to be happening with the. Uh, with the wedding industry, so I'm going to I'm going to put that over there, and I must must get that link on the on the website thing. Is it um, good news? <laughs> um, I didn't think there was an awful lot of new news, to be honest. I thought there was a little bit of second guessing going on because I don't know, you don't know. I talked to venues, and they don't know, Kev. Mm. And if anybody's going to know, you'd have thought the the venues might have an inkling. They're keeping their ear low to the as low to the ground as Katrina. But she did have some interesting points, so it did make an interesting show. It's um it, it's on Spectator, and I'll I'll um I'll forward the link and. If you have a mo, you can listen to that. It's about four or five minutes right right at the end of the show. Um, Amanda Fultz. Hi, Neil. Hi, Kev. Got an ego versus money question for you. Stand by for this one. First, I am a part-time pro photographer, full-time business intelligence director. Business intelligence director. Wow. Bid. What, sorry? Bid. What? Business intelligence director. Oh, right. Bid. <laughs> I've got in large in a large American insurance firm. Um, okay, so while I get paid for my photography work, I don't really rely on the money as primary income because I would imagine business intelligence directing must be well paid, Amanda. Um, it's essentially paying for my kit and my gadget obsessions. I recently, though, accepted a contract with a dog food treat company uh, to shoot lifestyle photographs for their Instagram campaign. I send them both raw and JPEG files. JPEG edited since they don't have a photographer on staff to do the editing. Marketing department for the company has been editing the photos. Oh, no. Before they post it to Instagram. I use the word editing lightly since I was told they're slapping an Instagram filter on my edited work and posting. It's terrible, Kev. And I don't mean 
kind of bad. It's embarrassingly bad. I promise the edited JPEGs are not that overexposed and cold when I send them. It hurts my eyes to look. I've asked them not to uh, not to edit the JPEGs, but they're doing it anyway. I offer to shoot brighter, but they still pump up the exposure. So my question is, would you continue to shoot for this company? Uh, yeah, I would. I would just have a word with them. Well, just I, say that, I think know. Amanda has, and they're, they're just... <laughs> you've you've got an overzealous marketing uh, guy that's just thinking filter filter. Yeah, I, I, a- I mean, it may well be that perhaps he just when he because when you use Instagram, it by default it will tell you to apply a filter. So maybe yeah. he thinks he has to. Uh, well, by, know, by but, default, but, isn't it on natural? It's on, it's on no uh, filter, isn't it? On oh, I don't know. It doesn't. It come up yeah. at the bottom with a whole load of them. Well, it and, does, but you start on natural, and then you you gradually pump in something that doesn't look like it's made on this planet. Well, I, I would just speak to them again and just say, look, stop being, don't do it. Just leave it natural. Uh, here's the images, and and yeah. you know, and just be a little bit firmer with them. And if if you know if it's if it's down to the money, and you're happy to not have your name to it, then carry on. Yeah. If it's uh, you know, if you if you want to be able to go to your on your website and say I'm the the official photographer for such and such dog food company, then you need the images at the end of that chain to to represent your style. Yeah, that's for sure. Stop so. looking at stop looking at the feed. Take the money. <laughs> yeah. uh, dear Neil Kev, no question, just some yada yada. Congratulations on the one hundredth episode that's just gone. Listening to the Fujicast being part of my week for quite some time now, but it's an important part of the daily routine before starting to work from home. Work. What's that word? W O R K. Look that bit up later. Early in the pandemic, I was plugged into the constant COVID news feed. Oh, we were talking about this a moment ago, throughout through most days. In more recent weeks, I've scaled back my audio connection to the outside world. I now start my morning listening to the Fujicast rather than the news on NPR. Do you know what NPR stands for? National something radio. Yeah, National Public Radio. NPR is big. And they make some amazing podcasts as well. So I feel v- v- delighted that you've, you've chosen us. The Fujicast makes me feel almost like I'm right there in your conversation, which is particularly nice at this time of social isolation. So thank you very much for letting us be part of your world, including the families passing through to the loo. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and the other day I thought I'd listen back to the episode. I don't often listen. I listen back when I do the edit, but I don't listen like a listener as such. But I was out for the walk when, um, when, when Gemma walked through the room screaming and shouting <laughs> the other day, and I thought that was lovely. It's a real part yeah. of normality. I thought. <laughs> are you? Uh, by the way, you are. And that's from Scott Rollins, by the way, who's in uh, Sp- uh, Spokane, in Washington, home yeah. to the Iron Goat Brewing Company. Oh, that sounds good, doesn't it? Iron doesn't Goat. It? Iron Goat. Sounds like that. So, sounds like. Proper micro, it might not even be micro brew. Yeah, I think it probably is. Well, Sounds good. Though. It does sound good. Talking of which, uh, you're on a you're on your enforced no booze till Friday rule, aren't you? Uh, yes, although I failed on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, you'll need it for Friday because uh, I am hosting the quiz this week in the locked in. By the way, yes, correct. Yeah. Do you know what I've I've got here? A list of. I know you're going to say to me, Neil. We've talked about this. You should be working on your own projects, but I did get a bit excited. Um, I've got a round called Git Bit, which is which is based on Git. It's a dog round. I've got one called Make It Snappy, which isn't based on a dog. There's one called Clean Shave, which I can't really explain. 
um there's one called trumped and the big cheese i i've i've been thinking about it and that's uh, that's in the lock i don't think uh, you have to sort of apply to one of our moderators don't you or both of them to be in the locked in don't know yeah put you put, go to the facebook group and say i want to come into the quiz yeah um Friday, I, was, I was reading something the other day or Gemma was telling me about something she read that it really made me laugh about all these zoom things and everything and the fact that we're doing a pub quiz every friday night yeah imagine it was normal times we would never do anything on a Friday night. Ever. No, no, no. Yeah, and uh, yeah. this, this whole article was like, I don't want to. I don't want to sit in front of Zoom with twenty <laughs> other people in my. You know, I and and this person said I was invited to a fancy dress Zoom party. Oh no, fancy dress. No, I couldn't do that. That's. Like, I can't stand half the people at the best of times. Why the hell would I want to sit in my living room in fancy dress and talk to them down down a oh. television screen? Come dressed as a turkey. <laughs> No, I wouldn't, know. I think I'd have to draw the line at fancy dress. I noticed, by the way, you left the locked in when the dancing started. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. Dancing. I, I, yeah, I, I, I left shortly after that. I can't do the dancing bit because I just can't dance. Yeah, we but, should explain the locked in, by the way, is a Zoom pub quiz that uh, uh, Steve on the Fujicast, uh moderators organises. Yeah. So um, if you would like to enter, uh, come along, I'm sure he will let you in, but you yeah. would need Tim on. Yeah, yeah, you need to talk to him on Facebook or, or talk to Peter, who's the other, the other moderator. Right. Uh, yes. um, well, one of uh, one more question, and then we'll uh, we'll do the book, and uh, also we we need to uncover who was your favourite in uh, last week's um, last week's competition in the the Daily Photo Challenge. Thomas Hill. Um, I run a tent rental company in L.A. Like many companies, we've had the rug pulled out from under us due to the COVID emergency. As I'll, I'll be twiddling my thumbs for the foreseeable, I thought it'd be a good time to address a long-held pipe dream I've had of becoming a pro photographer. I think I'm decent enough, Kev. My friends and family love the pictures I, I take of them and their families. Companies like the few photos I've taken and tagged of their products. And recently, Fujifilm even asked to share one of the shots on Instagram. My shortcomings would be a lack of thorough knowledge of lighting and flash, which I generally am not too enthused about anyway. Well, you've come to the right place here. We know all about flash, don't we? How about new? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say, stylistically, I am similar to Kevin. There is a, I don't know if he, he means this to be connected with that last sentence, but I would say, stylistically, I am similar to Kevin. There's a huge gap in the market for that style here in Los Angeles. As opposed to weddings, I think I'd focus on BTS, behind the scenes on shoots, corporate product and family work. Question to you both. How did you know you were ready to start charging people money for your photography? Let's deal with uh, when when you felt you were ready. Well, you had to, didn't you? Because you'd said, right, I'm becoming a professional photographer. You couldn't, you couldn't mess about not charging, could you? No, you have to be uh, capable enough to, to do a relatively good job, but you don't have to be, you know, you, the worst thing you can possibly do if you're just at the beginning is look at everybody and think I'm nowhere near that level, in which case I can't charge for it. No. Uh, because we all start somewhere. Um, I felt, oh, I, you know, I, I, really? I, yeah. it's, it's How long is a piece of string? Because there's a lot of people out there who who absolutely shouldn't be charging because they're, they're, they're not good enough. And then there's a lot of people out there who should be charging way, 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 way more than they should be because they're a lot better than they, they, they think they are. Um, isn't, so, isn't that you know, the problem? Isn't, isn't that, yeah, isn't that, you've just said the word, isn't that the problem with an, an industry that's purely based on subjectivity? Are you good enough to charge? Well, I think I am. Uh, are you good enough? Yeah, I'm good enough, but even though you might not be. Yeah, I mean, if you t if you take away the, well, it's um, like it's like the art thing, Kev. One person's pile of bricks 
is another person's one million dollar art installation you know absolutely i totally agree and, and it's you know if it was any other way it would be a commodity-based um, service you know and and that's that's no good you know and by that i mean you, you know basically if you're having if you want to pay for a letter to be delivered you probably you know and the service is you're going to get you there on the same time you're going to go for the cheapest one so the subjectivity comes in the eye of the beholder yeah, it does doesn't and it? uh and that's that's where the pricing differences come from yeah we'll say as well uh, oh sorry. there's 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 that git hang on someone, somebody at the somebody door. at the door go, go get him git go get him where's the puss cat <laughs> oh git you've been locked out the room i think we're i think we're now on our own dear listener <laughs> oh he's coming back was I, I get i'm i'm imagining it was a delivery of booze it was a, no it wasn't it was a delivery um of screwdrivers believe it or not screwdrivers yeah wow Give them to Gemma for a birthday. You're, <laughs> you're going to give them to Gemma for a birthday? Oh, God. Cap, you're so, no, you're, we don't do birthday presents. You're so, <laughs> oh, God, you're so romantic, you two. Oh, right, okay. Um, the only thing I would say on the anxiety thing is, Tom, go in with a beautiful naivety at the start because that's the way I started. And I look back at some of those early images, I'm thinking, what? Um, really? You charge for those and you got away with it? But at the time, I felt wonderfully naive enough to say, yeah, I can charge some money for this. The Daily Show Photo Challenge. Then you shall be okay. Right, Daily Photo Challenge. Last couple of days, really, of this. It's today and tomorrow. And then we've run out of the photo challenges just to make our remarks about. This time mm. last week, then, what was it? Oh. It was the number one. Three. Oh, was it three? Did we not have 100 this time last week? That'll be tomorrow. Did we, have, did we actually had a three, did we? Okay. Hang on, did no, we? I think you might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It was number Monday, three. Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, number yeah. three. Yeah. Uh, yes, because 100 was on Thursday. Yes, so number three. <laughs> I'm not going mad. Okay, so we had... Um, uh, the, the entries are getting lower and lower as this went on. <laughs> and we had something like 40-something or other entries, all of which very cool many of which I'm convinced were not photographed on the same day, such as Alan Hewitt's Three Leopards. <laughs> Do they might have, on a mound. <laughs> does he have some of those in the back garden in his joint? I don't know. Uh, perhaps he knows the Tiger King. Yeah. Um, there was... Uh, Nizer Birch's was nice, actually. That was a portrait of... Um, I think it might even be him. Just the three of us, it says. Right. So him, his wife, girlfriend, and a pooch, another pooch. Dogs appear in a lot of these... Frank Corbett did a beautiful one of her three little boys all fast asleep in bed. Uh, really nice. And she's, uh, I don't know, she looks like she's floating in the ceiling to get that picture. There was Chris Marshall who had a bag of Lego with the number three on it. However, there was many of them. Uh, cameras, of course, all very, very good. But the one that I really, 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 really liked, although I'm betting it's not a real photograph, mm. was Sven Brandola, um, who had this lady in a beautiful red dress yeah. flying through the air with yeah. three red balloons oh uh, it looks very photoshopped to me might not be though it might just be creative flash um certainly not taken last wednesday though <laughs> village, but, i do think general uh, do you think general apathy had set in i think probably general had. apathy reporting for duty sir i uh, i know it had for me <laughs> <laughs> all right 
Uh, as far as the photo caption competition goes, that'll be on the Facebook group, and, and uh, every couple of days we put the um, the answer, well, not the answer, much the answer, but our favourite one, we're going to put that on the website. So we'll do that on, on the Facebook group and the website. And I think after next week, daily photo challenges. <laughs> I think I think we'll just go back to being normal, shall we? It's a bit complicated, isn't it? It is a bit complicated, I, I you know. But uh, anyway, moving on, something that isn't complicated is Kev's Mountain, a book you should buy when it's safe to spend money again feature. Oh, what have you got yeah. this week? We still haven't got a jingle. No, I know we haven't. I, well, there's room for a jingle now, isn't there, really, now that the, the, the Daily Photo Challenge is almost gone? So today we are going to look at the book by... So I guarantee that a very a vast majority of you will never have heard of him, uh, a gentleman called Angus O'Callaghan. Angus O'Callaghan. Um, uh, have you ever heard of him? No. Angus O'Callaghan? No. No, I didn't think so. No, Angus, uh, I think he's possibly probably died yes he is died of course he is died in 2008 at the age of 91 australian photographer and the reason i know he died before i looked it up was that the book was kick-started um by his son i believe and i I backed it in 2005 so it was printed just before was it 2000 and maybe just after anyway so it was um no it couldn't be 2005 2015 um it's a beautiful beautiful hardback book in a um hard case cover with gold embossed letters on the front just says melbourne and it's amazing and um you've i mean i don't know have you ever been to australia <laughs> yeah I've been, to, I've been places to, you may have been to yeah i've been to sydney <laughs> love it there so <laughs> now i've looked i've looked on the internet to see where you can source this book and i'm sure you'll be able to find it it's not on abe books which is usually my bible of places to go and find out pricing um so it, it, it is probably a very limited edition run however it does have an isbn number so if it's got if a book has got an isbn number it means it was publicly produced yeah. so it should be available in certain places and you have that on the, um, on the show notes won't you i will put all of that on the show notes yeah the isbn and uh, all that kind of stuff but the point of the book is that it reminds me a lot of Joel Meowitz um, in that there's its observation and the images are, I don't know, I, I always feel really bad when I say something like this. You know, some people, some maybe naive people would look at some of the images and think, Hmm. well that's a bit out of focus or the the lines don't line you know it's not very straight or you know what's the point of that picture but actually it goes back to everything i always say and this is why i buy photo books that are mostly about photos and that's because of nostalgia and i'm just looking at oh it's another book that doesn't have any page or it does have page numbers (laughs) it's one of those books only has page numbers on every other page so page uh 190 189 stroke 90 it's a it's a spread across um and it's beautiful. It's all colours, like late, early 80s, late 70s, Melbourne. Uh, you've got the guys in their short sleeve shirts and the ladies in their mini skirts and bright colours, yellows and blues and fluorescent colours. And then mixed with that, you've got a load of black and white kind of architectural type images. It goes way back. I mean, I don't know when he started this. Some of the pictures I'm looking at now were uh, dated 1968. Photographs that you take that might, might be considered snapshots at that time are tomorrow's photo books, aren't they? Of, of historical yeah. moments and, and, and historical significance. And that's what you've uncovered with this this photographer and this book. Yeah, look at this one. So this one on page 74 is titled Pedestrians Crossing Flinders Street at Night. You know what? If I took that exact same picture in London, uh, you know, well, most of us would kind of look at that and think, yeah, it's just 
busy street, loads of people, nothing of interest going on. Fast forward, so that was taken in 1968, so fast forward 68, 78, 88, 98, 2008, 2018, 52 years, uh, you've got an image that has huge impact yeah, yes. huge impact yeah. do you think in the years to come Al- albie is going to say oh i need to get my dad's work out there and he'll be he'll be revealing work you shot 50 years ago granddad oh uh, you know what it's really interesting you say that because i was thinking i was i was thinking about something like this the other day when i was looking through some other books and i was thinking i don't have that kind of work right i i have lots of weddings and lots of stuff of our family and everything and they're important but when you look at something like Angus O'Callaghan's book of Melbourne, there's hundreds and hundreds of pictures in there over 30, 40, 50 years of him shooting. I don't have that mentality to when I'm out to just take pictures of pretty much everything all the time. Um, and so, yeah, he can't really. And, and that's a that's a that's a negative thing for me, not a positive thing. You know, I wish I did it more. I wish I could do it more. Yeah, does it I wish make... I could go out. Well, do you know, this this particular <laughs> shutdown, or lockdown or whatever you want to call it has made me feel like like i want to do more of that kind of work now i haven't shot much work at home i almost we we've we've been pushing around frames over the walls the last couple of days trying to do different things with it in different rooms and i said to sam we ought to do a lockdown photo really and she said yeah i suppose we should we haven't really we i know some people have gone help for leather in documenting this lockdown, I thought, well, it's not been done. What? And I haven't felt inspired to bring the camera out to do it. Because apart from the fact that we've been at home, <laughs> nothing has really changed for the kids. We've moved well, the, that's it, isn't we, it? We, it's, we moved it's, the sofa around last week and designed the room differently. But I mean, it's, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because, I, you know, in the first couple of weeks, I did take, you know, pictures of the kids in the garden and all that kind of stuff. But really, that could be any time of the year and any place um you know and how do you define a lockdown picture you know maybe there isn't much yeah. kind of i don't know well i am i am ins- really string my boat i am inspired <laughs> to, to pardon i am inspired to get out there and do some more. i was just looking at uh angus o'callaghan's site now angus o'callaghan.com.au and yep. uh the uh, do you know what strikes me straight away and i've talked about i talked about this with you a couple of weeks ago shop fronts shop fronts and cars obviously but shop fronts there's definitely a a, a dating procedure to shop fronts isn't there absolutely yeah 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 and they're great aren't they shop fronts i love them i mean i'm looking at an old arcade here with a chemist and peter's gloves and hosiery and and it just it that's that's what dates it for me Yeah. yeah 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 exactly it's 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 that it's just nostalgia yeah and, and, and I suppose little subtle things like one of the shots here is, is talking about the Moon Men. So instantly you're you're you know thinking, well, this is obviously a '60s shot. Mm. So yeah, yeah, terrific. Well, thank you for introducing him to me. I I, I wasn't aware of him before, so um, thank you. I don't. Do you, what's the uh, what's the exchange rate in Australia to what what's ten oh. pounds worth in Australian dollars? Five roughly? five kangaroos to a pound, something like that. <laughs> uh, no, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. It changes so much. Well, roughly, when you went. Oh, God. Uh, the pound was quite strong, actually. It was reasonably strong. Um, oh. oh, I don't remember, Kev. <laughs> okay, well, the reason I'm saying this is because Angus's prints, should you wish to buy one, yeah. are on his website uh, for approximately uh, 1,900 Australian US dollars. Okay, so it's still, it's, 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 it's still a bit more than I want to spend this week, but I'm, yeah. thi- I'm thinking yeah. about it for the future. 
<laughs> 70 by 70 centimeter print oh, oh i'd love that though that one of the woman walking through the arcade so his prints are there oh right well i'm gonna go and do my do, uh, do my shopping list tonight of things that i really can't afford for a little while i'm gonna type in 1900 aud in gbp is 984 pounds and 97 pence today. oh that's right so it's seven kangaroos to the pound now yeah just yeah. shy of a grand basically yeah, not bad Sorry to all our Australian listeners that are currently saying, what, Neil, please don't be that cliche with us. No, not at all. Well, thanks, Kev. Um, back tomorrow. Thir- do we do anything uh, particularly different on a Thursday? I don't believe we do, do we? But uh, it'll be just nice to hang out with you again, if only just virtually. Would you put your underpants on next time we talk, though? <laughs> i try and keep the dogs in a different room. Yeah, keep the dogs in a different room. See you later, Kev. Bye-bye. The Fujicast is an independent Loading Zone production. Goodbye, sweetheart, Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.